0: Welcome to Curly Girlies, Cracking the Kid Code with Atara and Grace. I am Atara, founder of the Curly Girl Movement, author of the Curly Girly book series and owner of CurlyGirly.com, And I'm here with my good friend and amazing co-host, Grace Cross. Hi, Grace. How are you today? Hi, Atara. I'm, I'm living day by day. How are you? That's same, right here. <laughs>
1: well, I'm Grace Cross. I'm the owner of The Baby Spot, the world's only global parenting magazine. And you can find me at thebabyspot.ca. Now, Atara, audience, we're speaking to a very important guest today who we've been happy speaking with before. Who do we have?
0: Grace, audience, I am really happy to welcome back to our show, Rhonda Moskowitz. Many of you will remember Rhonda as she was featured in the New York Times and also a popular guest on an earlier show of this podcast. Today, we are happy to welcome Rhonda back to help us navigate these difficult times as the coronavirus becomes a universal problem permeating nearly every aspect of our lives. Rhonda is the founder of Practical Solutions Parent Coaching, where she has been helping to support parents as they navigate the struggles of raising children. Her focus is always maintaining a strong family connection. In the last several weeks, as the world as we know it has upended, we have been forced to parent differently. Rhonda joins us today to discuss what our children really need from us and how we can get through all of this in one piece. Welcome, Rhonda. We're so happy to have you with us today. How are you? I am fine. Hello, Atara. Hello, Grace.
2: I am living under the same restrictions as everybody else, but I can tell you as I look out my window, the sun is shining and that makes me really happy.
0: Yes. (laughs) Hope springs eternal, right? Right. So I know, Rhonda, that we've spoken um, since you uh, came on our show several months ago, but I wanted to say again that your episode in which we discussed you know, the impact of devices on our children, it was so well and widely received. Um, you really provided parents with practical and digestible advice, and it was so appreciated. So having you back today to help us navigate these scary times is really so great. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it.
2: I am delighted to be here, really.
0: Great. So I want to get started, um, really, and jump right in. And and I want you to really tell us as as the um, expert, you know, what is the sense that you're getting from parents that you're speaking with? Like, what is the most difficult obstacle that everyone seems to be facing during the Corona virus epidemic, pandemic?
2: Um, The complete and total overwhelm, because everyone has gone from well, this is what my day is like, you know, I get up and I get my kids where they have to go and I work or I'm home. And then we have dinner and then it's bedtime routine. And then there's the normal struggles of every day to Oh my god, I have to do it all all the time. 100% of the day, it's total overwhelm.
0: Yeah, I I have to say, like, I'm feeling much of that myself. I'm sure Grace, you can concur, right? It's just it's really hard. I I said to you, you know, earlier. Like I feel like I've morphed into chef, housekeeper, right. tutor, Psychologist. Teacher, right? <laughs> which has been. I'm gonna say, like, as a parent, like you do wear multiple hats, and those are your roles anyway. But I think you said it. It's like I'm doing them now, 24 seven, while also trying to work and maintain my sanity. So <laughs> I think therein lies a big struggle. Is just the enormity of it all day long and also the lack of routine and bedtime schedules are off and we're getting up later, which you think is good, but is actually really bad. <laughs> so all of that is really a struggle that I'm, I'm finding. How about you, Grace? Well, um, you know, uh, because
1: my children are homeschooled, um, you would think that our routine hasn't changed during all this, but it has. It's really affected the social aspect of things and making sure that our children are still connecting with their friends, their family, and their communities around them. One of the biggest things that I just want to say right now is to all of the teachers that are listening right now, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking care of our children day to day and we see how much work and effort you put into making sure that our children are safe and educated every day. But now that important responsibility is relying on parents. So we're seeing a lot of stressful situations. We're seeing, Atara. I, I, I know maybe your kids are feeling the same way. They're missing their family, their extended family. They're missing their friends, just even missing stores being open and seeing the hustle and bustle of a town or a city or a community working together. Yeah.
0: I think that's very true. Just the the social aspect is where we're having a lot of um, difficulties. The lack of um, physical presence of of our friends is difficult. So what what do you say about all this, Rhonda? Wow, yes, Um, for everybody. So a
2: couple of things, Um, and we can go in any direction that you want. I've seen all those things on Facebook, too, about teachers should be paid a billion dollars a year. Yeah, (laughs) right. as a former classroom teacher, I totally get that. Um, But the truth of the matter is I don't expect any parent to turn around and become the educator. And I think far more important than missing out on reading, math, or science. And let's face it, they're all going to miss out on reading, math, and science far more important is kind of trying to keep the stress level down a little bit and not let it take over not let the worry take over and to maintain within the family relationships and i would i would take what's going on now and look at it as an opportunity what what can i do during this time to build on the relationship that I have and that I want to have with my children and take the pressure off each one of us to be that perfect teacher or make them sit and do work all day long. You see, we have to look at, I'm sorry, I know I keep talking. We have to look at their age and what they're really capable of because kids are not really Sitting still all the time looking at a screen. That's not how they learn. Not at all. That's right. And that gives a
1: lot of parents relief too, because in my circles, I've noticed that parents are saying, okay, I have to replace the teacher, but not necessarily. It's about there's a lot of different ways to learn right now. So I'm seeing parents, you know, cooking with their children, um, you know, tidying up or taking on a house craft or a renovation with their children, helping. So we're seeing children learn in a different way as well.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe what you're saying also, Rhonda, is like, you know, the puzzles that they always want you to do with them and you sit on the floor with them. Now, maybe you do that. Maybe you make that time because you have a little bit more time to get there and do the art project and play with the Legos in ways that you haven't before. So maybe that's part of the
2: The, the simplicity of art materials on a table, nothing fancy, like whatever you have in house really is calming for everybody. It's creative, which is something that we all need to be able to do. It's really simple. And it can, you know, it's time well spent, or a board game, cards, um, dance party, anything that you can do within your environment. And I know we all have different environments, but anything get and getting everybody outside.
0: Outside is key. Yeah.
2: Oh, every day whatever you can do whether you're able to take a bike ride where you live or you can't do that, walking around the block, just breathing the air, looking at the birds, it's spring. We have to bring real life. And I think if you think about what it was like for people um, maybe 150 years ago, go back that far, what their worlds were, it was much simpler.
0: And right now we have to think in terms of simple. Yes. Yes. And that's interesting that you say that because when I think of you, I always think of your um, work with devices and, and how you're working to get kids outside way before this. So I'd love to hear your take on, um, I know my kids are watching you know, more TV than I'd like them to and that they ever have. Um, and, I, and I'm still pretty strict about it, but I think it's very challenging, right? Like you sort of have lost control because it's just the nature of where things are. So how do we, we don't want to get so strict that they you know, are not collaborating with us. So how do we get them in a collaborative um, mood so that they can get off their devices and get outside because that is so important. So
2: I really like the idea of, I'm going to use the word schedule to start out because everybody understands that, but not a schedule. I really, I like the idea of flow. So there's flow to a day. And um, depending on the ages of your children, you're either creating a flow or you're setting the flow with them. So that everybody kind of knows we get up at this time, then there's breakfast, and we get dressed, and then this happens, and then that, and that, and the things are not, and then math, and then science, and then English. Instead, it's more like, you know, everybody reads for an hour, And then we have five or ten minutes of physical activity. And then we flow into the next thing. And it's not straight academics. There's got to be time for... family gathering there's got to be time you know for whatever form of academics you're going to do there has to be free time where they just play and dream and do what they're going to do there's got to be creative time and yes if you want screen time and here's where as a parent you really have the conversation with them because remember we're all as parents we're still paying for this stuff they're not so we're really in charge so how much time do you want them to have and is this negotiable as to when or is there a particular time you want them to be able to do this for example if you had young children you know I, what I used to do with my kids was I'm sorry if I have to cook dinner you have to go watch Sesame Street that's it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's we get because otherwise I'll never get anything done. So I I used my my screen time with them very strategically, give me a break, or to get something accomplished. But I always knew how much the total time was a day. So in in this day of really, you don't have to watch anything live anyway, or games are available all the time. You can determine how much time, so you have a boundary or a limit, and you start negotiating with your child, depending on their age, when they're going to use this time. So instead of it being a daily fight about now, 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 now <laughs> this is how much time, tell me when you want to put it into our daily flow, and then that's how we do it.
0: Yeah, I, I've done a version of that where I've said, you know, um the the children's shows are broken into like 22, you know, minutes. And I said, so we can do three of those. And you can choose um, when as long as it's not, you know, during school time, but I said, let me encourage you that we shouldn't do them during daylight sunlight hours. So this works about, you know, 60% of the time, which is all I can aim for. um, Because I'm trying to like during the daylight hours to get them outside, and maybe turn the screen time into like a wind down time. What do you what do you think of that?
2: So, um, just understand: no screens within an hour of bedtime. Of course,
0: yes, right? yeah. But I took that than, from your last one.
2: <laughs> other than that, sure. And um, for parents who feel that they don't have the kind of access that they want, know that the public libraries, although closed in my neighborhood, um, still provide access to um, online materials. Both videos and um, like audible like recordings, if not audible itself. So you can get that. You can, there are, I know everybody has seen this because we're all on Facebook now. Um, You can find authors, children's authors reading their books online.
1: What a brilliant idea, and I've begun to see this happen, and I mean, what a great way for authors to promote their book, and also for your children to connect with someone else also telling a story. You're still having community, but it's online. Right. What do you think about people and families, Rhonda, starting to establish online communities to keep their children social?
2: I think it's really critical. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's going on in my family. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's really funny. So I have three grandchildren who all live within 15 minutes of us in different directions. And we haven't seen anybody in weeks anymore. Um, And I have three grandchildren who are 18 months, almost five and seven, and I haven't seen them. And so we now have a daily FaceTime visit. Um, And the funniest one is the (laughs) 18-month-old... actually says to his mother, my daughter, that he he lets her know he wants to talk to me. He grabs her iPad, I am not kidding, and he has to call me and then he walks around on to the ipad but except that none of them recognize if they can't see their face in it neither can i so he's clutching the ipad to his belly all i can see is his
0: sweater <laughs> <laughs> and but he's holding you close that's the oh, point right <laughs> hard. that's so nice
2: and then when i get to see his face when she takes it away from him i kiss him and he blows me kisses Yesterday um, we did Where's your nose? where <laughs> Perfect. And I ask him what song he wants to sing, and I always get E I E I, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, we sing, I sing, and you know, he's amused. And it doesn't last long. You know, we're talking about an 18-month-old, but he knows who I am. I can't go there. He knows me. the, the almost five got on yesterday and showed me what he was doing with boxes and having a blast. Um, The seven is too busy in his corner reading a book because he's a heavy duty reader, but he'll get back to me too. This is really important. All, use use what you've got. If you have that technology, connect, connect, connect. And for older kids, because I think this is important too. Um, There are, as we all know, video conferencing sites that you can use. You can sign up. Some of them allow you to do this for free for a limited amount of time online with a limited number of people. Some of them you can pay and have more time, more people. And that's how you get your older kids to see their friends. You can have a birthday party online. Everybody shows up in their own little box on the screen and they talk. This is how we're going to help our kids because we're all social we all need to be doing this. I personally was invited to a happy hour last week. <laughs> How was that? It was great. We had our drink and our snack and we were there and we you know we lasted about an hour and it was okay. fun. Great. Yeah.
0: It's and- a, it's a nice alternative. You know, we interviewed on this podcast Megan Taylor Morrison who talks about just that, you know, she was um, a life coach. A lot of her clients were writers and she said there was a lot, there's a lot of inherent loneliness in working at home. So way before any of this happened, she began to do these Zoom online communities. And she said that the productivity actually increases when you are around people, even online, the sense of isolation fades away. So just being able to see other people, even if you're not physically in their presence, makes an impact. And I think that is really true for children. Um, I have this cute video I took of, of my little girl doing a monopoly game with two of her friends um, virtually and <laughs> they were saying it's your turn now and they would show each other the screen so it was very innovative it wasn't even my idea it was theirs they went to the closet they said which game do we all have they picked it out together and they did it
2: that's it that just that's perfect we played zoom again video conferencing um, with a couple of I'm sorry we played. My brain went
0: past. You were on Zoom playing
2: Boggle, <laughs> so I had Boggle set, and I did the letters and got them all lined up. And then we leaned it against something, and everybody online could see it. And then you've got the timer. And at the end of the time, you just go through it. You can play games with people online, and there there are also. Um, apps you can sign up for that provide that so you can play with other people. This is a different world right now. We're gonna, we have to go back to face-to-face. We have to go back to touching. But right now, this is really, really important because we want to keep all our medical personnel healthy. We want to keep all the people in our lives healthy. So we separate, we social distance, we take this very seriously,
0: and we congregate in ways that we can right now. I think that's well said. I, you know, I do, um, I agree with everything that you're saying. I've, I've tried to implement some of this in my own home, but I also want to acknowledge, and I'm wondering your take on this. I think it's important for your child that when they're crying and upset and missing their friends, that we don't just smooth it over saying, okay, this is our new reality, right? That we sit and let them have a good cry and say, yes, I know how hard it is to miss your friends. And yes, I know that Zoom monopoly doesn't replace being in front of your friends, because I think that's really key for them. I don't want to just say this is okay because it's not, and it can't last forever, nor should it. Um, I think the world will change even after we go back and in a positive way, we'll talk about that. But I think, don't you think it's important to just let them feel their sadness about missing their friends?
2: Yes, I think it would be terrible to just brush it aside. I, and I'm sad, I have to acknowledge my feelings. If you think,
0: doesn't get to me. Of know. course, right? Yes. Grace and I were saying that the other day, right? Absolutely. We wake up and you're like, oh, I can't believe it. And we're positive
1: people. And and I noticed a lot of my friends are like, oh Grace, you're usually so chipper. You know, I talked to you. I said, listen, I have a right to be upset. I miss my family. I miss my friends. Um you know even Atar and I were planning, even we live in different cities, but getting together soon, you know, I miss these interactions and it's okay to be sad. Not um, debilitating, sad, where I can't get up in the mornings and take care of my children. But you know, I miss my friends, and acknowledging that to us is so important—to acknowledge your feelings and continue.
2: Right, and and for our kids who are just learning feelings, we really have to talk. You know, when it comes up, you really have to acknowledge this is hard. Yes, I understand, and. Whatever their feelings are, if they need to sob in your arms or or sob in their room on their bed, or paint a picture to show how unhappy they are, or scribble across a page to show how unhappy they are, it's go for it. you have to do this. The thing that you want to hold out, but not in the middle of their misery, is that Things will change. And, and I was taught by Amy Johnson. This is my favorite. Um, she's a, a, a coach. Um, this is my favorite ever. You look at the sky and it's cloudy, like total cloud cover. And that's the way you feel, you know, kind of miserable. But you know above that cloudy sky is blue sky and sun. And so you know that eventually those clouds will go away, even though in the Midwest it lasts for four months. <laughs> yes. The sun will come out, and that is what's going to happen eventually. It's, that will come back. And, and it fits for everything. It fits for my mood for today. I'm miserable right now. Uh, I know
0: it's going to come back. There's a nice quote that's uh, the sweetest, warmest sunshine comes after the storm and gloom. I think that's what you're saying. I think that's what you're saying. Uh, You know, I tell um, my older daughter, she was saying to me, oh, mom, what if when I go back to school, because she has Zoom classes, so she sees her friends, literally she's in school from 9.30 to 4.00 you know, with breaks in between, which has been really, really wonderful. Socially, it's been good for her. She's at, you know, 90% learning capacity. Um, but she said, you know, what if it's just not the same, um, you know, with my friends? What if everything's different? I said, you know what? It's kind of like being war buddies. And when you come back, we will all be closer for this. Do you agree? So I hope. I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> what do any <laughs> of us know? <laughs> you
2: know certainly. Um, but most important is that right now in the moment, you've really got them. And when you go back, they'll still be there and you'll still be able to have the relationship. Who knows what it, you know, really, because what does going back mean right now? When is going back? Right.
0: I think the unknown is what's so scary, right?
2: Right. But But it's right now we live day by day or as parents, certainly minute by minute sometimes and it's gonna fall apart, and then we're gonna build it back together again, and we're all gonna be exhausted, and we're all gonna do what we have to do, and our kids are following us. And if they can see us, eh, it can be hard, but I know we're gonna make get through this. It's also okay, by the way, when you're stuck in the house with everybody all the time,
0: to take a break that was my next question that was my next question Rhonda. like how as a mother do you just say i, I need some time so like you guys got to give me 10. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i think kind of like that but it could be you know family time apart or i'd call it something different, you know or make- take
0: a bike ride by your like have your husband watch everybody take a bike ride a walk oh. by yourself something
2: Oh, yeah. Two adult households should absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> following each other a little bit so that you get, you get to air out your head a little bit. But even kids need space apart from the rest of the family. You don't always have to move as a unit
0: wherever you go and whatever you do. That's very true. That's so well said because we're so into the family time. I think sometimes we forget that maybe they do need space from each other even.
2: Oh, yeah. Too much is really. Yeah. My-
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> hence all the fighting right
2: <laughs> No, I'm a great, like and and i love um so i've been you know reading a lot and trying to pay attention to what people are saying online and i i read a great montessori article where in montessori um the suggestion was to divide your fan your children up you know this with with appropriate materials not everybody can do that like you have to think about the space but I thought there's a point to that to saying you're over there you're over there you're over there even if you're all in the same room you know now it's quiet time now it's noisy time Um, even if we're all reading a book in the same room maybe we all read independently or if you have older kids if you have you know middle school teenage kids one book for the whole family and every day we have read aloud one novel and you take turns reading it aloud in addition to whatever you're reading independently but imagine like with middle school high school kids being able to share for example little women right yes oh that's oh, so that's funny yeah one. i was
0: going to say we should watch that movie <laughs> so yeah yeah that's a great book to read yeah you're right
2: think about that read the novel, and watch the movie. Parent contrast.
1: Ah, oh, yes. Parents and, and get the, because there is difference between the movie and um, the book. And it's such a great lesson for children because they're unaware that sometimes we can deviate from the book quite, quite far when we're watching movies. So there's so many fun little ways and tasks to take um, these things. Do you think, Rhonda, that people should, like we should allow our children to take 10 minutes to themselves in their
2: room or have time alone as well throughout all of this? Yes, absolutely. Yes. If they want it. Yes. If they, you know, if that's the thing that freaks them out, then no. Right, right. (laughs) Okay. Take your time if they're too frightened. Of course not. That's right. But um, I think it's a fair question. Like if you were going to set up a flow of the day, I asked them, you know, would you like time to just play by yourself or be alone? Is that something you'd like? And you might even need to ask it for, you know, if younger children, I'd probably have to ask it right in the moment during the day. But yeah, I think that siblings are, not, are gonna kill each other. It's it's You can't expect them to get along 100% of the time because the reality is they won't. So it's really okay to say, you know, now is a good time for you with, you know, your age appropriate stuff and you with your age appropriate stuff. Let's split up for a while and then we're all going to come back and we'll make muffins.
0: Well, you know, I think when you use the word flow, part of that word is flexibility, right? The ability to be able to be nimble in the moment and to say, yeah, we're not on a strict schedule. So if we need to deviate from the original plan, then we're going to as needed. I think that's important.
2: I I will tell you the most interesting thing that was said to me in the last couple of days was... um, a full-time working mom, full-time working dad, three children. And it. what I heard was, you know, this is so much less stressful than everyday life because we have to get up at, you know, 5.45 in right, the morning. Right,
0: right. Yes. <laughs> Go to the gym. Right.
2: And they're not going to ballet and they're not right. <laughs> going to soccer. And it's much calmer. The only problem is we still have to work. So for parents and most parents who still have to work, it's aligning the you do your work when I do my work and then we come together and you probably need to do uh, every 50 or 55 minutes,
0: you know. Well, you know, I scheduled this podcast, right? All around my kids schedule. You know, I said that I was like, I've got a block of time (laughs) and then they're going to have a break. So I need to be finished by then. (laughs) And
2: that is exactly what you need, what everyone needs to be doing. And that way they can get up every 45, 50 minutes and do dance party, do physical activity. If you live in an apartment building, run up and down the steps. I mean, whatever you need to do
0: to get people moving, jumping jacks, anything, It, it all depends on where you live. So tell me, you know, I have, um, my children have some friends that are only children and I find that those children seem to be having a really hard time because there's no like interaction with other kids in their similar age range. Any ideas or suggestions for kids who are only children? Um, I would
2: hope. And I'm sure those parents think about this, that they would have free FaceTime play dates one on one with a good friend, kind of like the Monopoly thing. Um, but those kids really need to see others. And that's how I, I really I cannot believe FaceTime is like my new favorite thing. Uh, but it really helps because you see it. And I, again, back to my grandchildren, the not quite five year old is having FaceTime play dates with his friends one at a time, which are hysterical because none of them can see themselves because nobody knows that.
0: <laughs> Turn the phone.
2: <laughs> and, you know, they show them their toys and it lasts five minutes, but it's, there's another kid out there. Um, i think that's really important and with those children as the pa- they're used to not having sibs in their house but as the parent i would also try to touch base with them probably more frequently to find out from them what they need listen to their concerns but i wanna but i wanna i know you do and that will come to right now there's this, given these restrictions, how would you like to be able to see your friend? What can you do for your friend that would make your friend happy? What can you draw for them? What, you know, what song can we sing for them? What, anything. And, and even, although this is like pretty wild coming from the person who says, try not to use screens, they could potentially watch a 22 minute program. Together.
0: At, Oh, right. And talk right. Ab- together. Yes. I think that's so smart. Um, I also, you touched on something. I'm wondering if you've realized, um, you, we can still engage in, you know, lots of acts of kindness remotely with our kids. And, you know, we had a wonderful guest on Natalie Silverstein who wrote a book about, um, different acts of kindness for your kids. And I was speaking with her in light of Corona about this. And I want to also encourage, you know, parents use the art projects to write, um, Letters to doctors healthcare workers hospital workers thanking them for all that they're doing for putting themselves on the line I think kids of varying ages can understand this concept and it's very meaningful for them. My um, Child school had them do this and I thought it was really brilliant I mean my daughter spent a good half an hour trying to craft like the perfect. Thank you so much for risking your life uh, For us and and I think you know it was meaningful to her so I think that's something to do also Right, I,
2: I absolutely think, I think that's a fabulous idea. Um, I think we all need to be doing that. I have personally sent handwritten letters, not even email, to um, the governor of Ohio and to the director of the Ohio Department of Health to thank them for what they're doing.
1: Such a beautiful testament. Um, I notice here in Toronto, we have uh, our children. When you we're still allowed to go out for walks, that may change, um, but the children are drawing positive affirmations on the sidewalks, yeah. and they're hanging um, pictures in the windows of. Um, of like houses and we also a lot of families in communities have started a scavenger hunt so can you see the house with the green door or can you find like the window with the red um, piece of paper in it so uh, if you are able uh, to go on your family walk you're able to play a little game and take your mind off of the big changes
2: right That's a fabulous idea they're doing it in my neighborhood oh good yep i found the chalk messages up and down a block i was like It's so funny and so fabulous. It is. It really just
1: makes you smile. And I think when this is all over, we're going to come back differently than we started because we've all globally experienced something together. And I guess now that we're all at home, we can start thinking of what kind of world do we want to come back to? I love that. I think that's so well said,
0: Grace. Yes, yeah. oh, thank
1: you. And, you know, I've been thinking about it I, because there, we need change. Um, I found uh, the f- the family unit seems to be fluxing in ways that I'm not proud of. And so I think that we can really think about how we want to change when we come back because we are experiencing something together as as As, a a whole community for the first time ever really since world war ii really you know we have not uh we we are all walking out of this situation um not comparing this to world war ii but since the community has been um brought together by a common event
0: um so here we are what what kind of world do we want to come back to ladies right and what do we want for our children and what do we want them to have learned from this and taken away
2: i think I I love that, really. And I think that what we have to do, you're right, is go forward in our heads and think about what do we want? Because we can control, we have only control over ourselves and some control over our families, not a whole heck of a lot. I think we have to think about what are the values that we want to walk out with, what's most important to us, make that the goal in the distance and what steps are we taking right now baby steps that move us in that direction
0: well it's like it, you know it's like the process of grieving right so you, your first uh, stage you're in denial this isn't really happening right um but once you get over that um there is opportunity to learn and to grow from dark hard times and difficult moments And I think this is one of them. So I I think we should all um, be encouraged to do just that when we're able to get over the initial hump.
2: And we will all be here for each other. Yes.
0: Yes. Well said. So Rhonda, where can everyone find more information about what you're doing to help families and parents? Because I know there's a lot out there that you're working on. Um,
2: I'm posting daily on my Facebook page, and I would suggest that parents... Go to Facebook and look for practical solutions with an S, parent, coaching, like and follow so that you will receive my daily tips, information, and uh, some giggles because if you don't laugh, you're just going <laughs> to <laughs> You can also email me if, if you have that desire. It's Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A, at Practical Solutions And the phone number is area code 614 459 8628. If you need help, now's the time. Connect in one way or another. Thank you.
0: Thank, that's what we love about you. You like, actually put yourself out there and you mean it because you've given your phone number and a direct email. So we appreciate that. It has been so great talking with you, right, Grace? We love Such having Such a Rhonda. powerful. We're so happy to have you back because you really are really a superstar in, in this industry and, and really helpful with all these, these ideas that you have. So thank you.
2: Thank you. And I appreciate what you're both doing for parents out there. And I thoroughly enjoy talking with you every time. So thank you.
0: Same. Thank well, you know you. what? We'll come see each other when this ends. Okay. <laughs> yes. Party <gasps> with Rhonda. <laughs> That's it. All right. Thanks again. Bye for now. Bye for now. Yeah.